Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi. I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. Trigger... Warning. This episode of the American Glutton podcast was recorded prior to the various governments of America setting in place a legal quarantine. If you have become a part of, or even sympathetic to, the social justice distancers movement, we would like to preempt any possible triggering that may occur from hearing people talk within the confines of the same room. Again, this episode was recorded prior to the social distancers movement and contains people sitting together within a communicable proximity to one another. Be forewarned. Today I'm talking to an old friend, Max Disher. He's an awesome guy. I've known him for a long time. You can find Max at Bunny Eyes on Instagram. Max Disher. Ethan. Welcome back to American Glutton Podcast. Thank you for having me again. Let's do a brief recap. The last time you were on, we were talking about you going on to a program for a few months. Not a few, a couple months, but a month and a half. Sure. And us checking in with you. This is the check-in. So let's hear some stats. What's been happening? Well, I've been continuing going to the gym. Did that started... ever stop? No. In fact, I started going more. I started doing spinning on the off days. So okay. Monday, Wednesday, Friday was CrossFit, and then Tuesday, Thursday was spinning. So you've been hitting the gym at yeah. to some degree five days a week. Yeah, and then just till recently, I've got freaked out about <laughs> the coronavirus, uh-huh. and I stopped going. Today, I went on a giant hike, um, but right now, it's uh, 
it's it's tough trying to figure out what I'm going to do to keep it going. Totally. Let's talk about right now later because right now is a whole different set of yeah. circumstances. But let's go back to a month and a half ago, two months ago. Okay. And let's talk about the plan you had. How did that plan go? What, what was your plan? Your plan was keto. Yeah. Uh, it went very well for like three weeks. It just sounds stupid trying to give an excuse about it. Um, no, don't give an excuse. Look. Dude, I've been dieting 18 years. Yeah. So I've seen the peaks and valleys. Fine. Let's freaking go through it (laughs) and, like, examine what happened so that somebody who's listening to this who can relate to it can go, like, oh, yeah, that's what happens to me. I don't want to do that. I'm going to avoid it. And let's let's look at what happened. So you're going to do keto. Is your decision typically you're starting on Monday? Yes. So you're a Monday, let's start fresh Monday kind of a guy. When do you start preparing for Monday? Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So I would suggest you pull that back to Friday. Right. I agree with that. I really do. It's just, it's so tough because all week long, like I'm only eating sweet green salads. I'm like drinking superfood juice to stay, you know, full and then, you know, Saturday comes around, you know, kids hungry, let's go to a restaurant, whatever. And then I just tell myself I had such a good week. I'm just going to get some pancakes, whatever. And then it goes downhill from there. Yeah, and the it's pancakes trying to, starting the day is not Yeah, it's not and, the best but it's line. trying to like, and I've, I think we talked about this on the last one. It's, uh, I feel like shit for doing it. I get so bummed at myself. I can totally relate. I think even now today... In this iteration of whatever my regimen is, I still don't really eat out with my family very often. It's really rare. And it's a total bummer for my wife who enjoys going out and being social. And so I don't even really eat dinner with them at the house very often because the food is not going to be the same typically what I'm eating. And when occasionally they're just so fatigued from their grueling days that they decide to eat the food that I'm eating, they're never happy with it. You know, it's not what they want to be eating. It's not necessarily delicious food that has been prepared to be delicious food, which is what people who are not dieting want to eat in America. They want to to have the food enter their body and create some magical experience that makes them feel like children again. And then the children want to feel like they're toddlers again, you know, and protected by their parents and have some kind of whole bizarre experience through food versus what is the necessity for my body today for fuel versus all this other garbage that I'm going to look to placate in other places. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. You know, years into this, I am not, I, I understand Sunday mornings prior to the shutdown of our of our gyms, I would always go to a gym on Sunday morning. No, no, that's not true. Usually I have my day off on Sunday, but something happened. I was traveling. My, my week got messed up and suddenly my off day was like on a Wednesday. So it comes to Sunday 
And I got up before everyone and I went to the gym and got a call like as I was walking into the gym from my wife going, what's, what's happening? You're never at the gym on Sunday and now you're going to the gym. This is the one day to lay around. And then I want to go walk down to the place down the street that serves, you know, ricotta pancakes and <laughs> Nutella on toast and do all that. And I, and I said, I never do that with you, but yeah, I have to go to the gym today. Like, you know, whatever the priority is. That's got to be the priority. But you got to think through all of that. Like, yeah. can you give up going after a hard week going to have pancakes with your kid? Can you give that up? If you can't, fine. Let's figure out how to incorporate that. But it I don't think it's going to work if it's pancakes followed by quads, followed by tacos, followed by, you know, totally. uh, we keep saying adding stuff yeah. to follow it by. I really do look at it as when I got sober, there there were degrees of cheating on sobriety that I knew if I started walking down that path, I would just not be sober anymore. Even if the path started not with a sip of booze, does that make sense? Yeah, no, like, I mean, it, it, I totally understand what you're saying. It's the same thing with me in terms of food. Where I go like, oh, I'll just have a little bit and sooner sooner than later I'm back at eating like shit again. And uh, it's tough to try and – and I constantly am, am trying to, to figure out like ways to trick myself into doing that or, or eating better. And, you know, it's uh, really tough. I understand the idea of tricking yourself, but I think like if you separate all these kind of like – there's the me that wants to do a diet and have some, you know, phys has a physical goal that other me's are in conflict with, right? Then there's the guy who wants to get up on Saturday and take his kid to have pancakes. Hell, I want that too. I There's a certainly a part of me that is rooting for that. There's a part of me that wants to order Domino's pizza here right now and dip the crust in ranch dressing. That exists within me. And but that guy's getting kicked to the back of the pack of of uh, kind of vital importance, right? That guy's the least important of all the guys I'm listening to. So I would just say, like, recognize all the different things that are going to come up. Uh, going out and drinking with your friends, going out and having a meal after you're drinking with your friends, whatever all those things are, you got to like weed through all the potential pitfalls, all the potential. Uh, urges or instincts or versions of yourself that are going to try to do something that derails this one kind of narrowly viewed goal, right? Because this isn't your only goal in life. No. You've got lots of goals, yeah. right? So this goal is going to be in conflict with many other goals, potentially. There could be a part of you that has the goal to Bench press 500 pounds. Well, guess what? You're not going to do that while you're on a diet. I'm. These are all hypotheticals. There right. could be the goal of taking yeah. your kid to have pancakes on a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday morning, whatever. This goal is certainly in conflict with that goal. I would just say, like, to realistically give yourself enough time to achieve one goal so that the other goal isn't counterbalancing it. Because you, it's not like you can never do that again. Yeah, or I can go there and just not have a pancake. Right. It's certainly harder on yeah. on week one yeah. to do that. Like, I again, I, I'll 
my my best analogy for this is always alcohol and and sobriety and i would go like on week one of sobriety i'm probably not going to join my wife at the bar you know while she has wine or even go wine tasting like i have been wine tasting with her but i've been sober quite a long time and i figured out how to make it work for me i I literally have gone through italy tasting olive oil all these i don't even know if they sell it they just kind of have that as part of their repertoire of things they they crush the fruit and they extract some goodness in some of its wine and then they have a little olive oil and they would bring me little thimbles at the time, the last time I did it, I wasn't eating bread, and so I would. They were they were baffled by this that I would taste their olive oil without bread. They were kind of offended, but I wasn't eating bread, and I thought I could tell the difference. I couldn't really. Yeah. By the way, a little thimble of olive oil on its own doesn't actually taste great. Kind of actually burns the throat a little bit. It's a little weird. Anyway, anyway, that's not week one of sobriety that. We make, hey, I can do this. I can white knuckle my way through watching a bunch of people taste wine all day. That seems like you're setting yourself up for a failure. I I agree. I mean, anytime I go out somewhere, I know I'm drinking. And I've yet since our last podcast set up a night where I was like, I'm going out drinking or I'm going to hang out with some buds at a bar and I'm not going to drink. It hasn't happened yet. Right. But also... Probably not realistic. But also, I didn't eat after that drinking, too. So you, The, the so last you, time... Yeah, well, we'll, we'll make it to okay, that. Well, the like, last time yeah. that I drank and ate was the, the last UFC fights. Okay. And we had it at my house, and I lost a bet, and <laughs> I was drinking. Yeah. And... We had pizza, and it just went crazy. And But you're I'm, saying all the other times that you've gone out drinking, you don't— Which I think drink. was like three or four times. I didn't eat anything afterwards. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. No, and I took that as a win. Like, hey, I did that. Yeah. As I'm drinking, I'm like, this isn't a good idea, but my friends are there. We're at my house. What could go wrong? Whatever. Oh, let's order some pizza. I was like, I'll have a little slice. And then I'm watching, and my guy's kicking the other dude's ass, and then— I'll have another slice, and this guy's telling a good joke. Let me get a bite of that. And then by the end, I'm like, shit, I ate three slices of pizza, and I had a steak au jus sandwich with ranch. Here's my seventh jacking soda. I don't care. I'm having a great time. And then it's like, let's go outside. Oh, yeah, let's go outside, and let's have some more drinks. And then it's like, fights have already been over for two hours, but now we're hanging out, drinking. And then it's like, dude, it's like, one o'clock, I should probably get home. I'm like, no, dude, stay. And then and then the next day, I'm like, well, I had a great time, but I regret drinking everything. I'm so bummed I ate that pizza, you know, like, and then I go, okay, I'm going to be good Sunday. And then I was good Sunday. And then I was good all Monday, Monday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, and then back to Saturday, you know, uh, something happened. We all went out and pancakes and and I'm just like, Why'd you do that? Yeah, the door was open the week prior to, I've transgressed. It's just easier now to transgress. Yeah. Every time you do it, it becomes easier and easier. But it's crazy on Sunday, like today, like I haven't eaten anything yet today. Like I'm so hungry, but I'm also so afraid to go anywhere right now to get anything to eat. I know that when I leave here, I can go home and eat something healthy. I know I'll do great all week. It's just this weekend thing where I, I don't know. I try and like, maybe it's like this, I'm free 
You know, I I, have to, I can let go of everything. Like, I have to keep my shit together during the week. I got a company to run. I got subs to, to take care of. And I can meet with my friends and I can eat. And I know that when I'm there with them, they'll hold me accountable. Like, hey, man, I don't think you're supposed to be eating that bread. Or like, is that on your diet? That kind of thing. Um, so I eat really good. It's the weekend where, like, my wife, she'll never say that to me, you know. And she'll be like, oh, you're getting this Philly cheesesteak? Yeah. Oh, cool. That's yummy. Like, that kind of a thing. And it's just like, there's no one there to tell me what to do or whatever. I'm buying this. This is... But I immediately regret it. And I just have to figure out, you know, a way to overcome that. It's It's wild that... I would have assumed it would be the opposite of, you know, when you're with your wife, you're like towing the line of. Well, at home, like at dinner times, her or mom, uh, she lives with us, uh, will cook a great meal. You know, sometimes uh, we'll have to be like to her mom, like, hey, we can't eat pasta kind of a deal. And so we're pretty good about dinners at home during the week, too. But. When we're out, like, my wife, she's a foodie. She's a chef. She loves food like you do. You know what I mean? Like, it's – so if there's something she hasn't tried that we're both – and we kind of both are just kind of like, let me just do it this one time. And then we do it. It's delicious. But they're like, we should have done that. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I just want to say for me too, restaurants are very hard. You can be on a plan, you can be doing so well. And then like, I just have to not, I feel like I so understand what you're saying, yeah. all all of this. Yeah. But if I'm really trying to stick to something, I can't go to a restaurant really because there's too many things. You don't know what they made it with, all this. Like you're gonna, it's not easy I, to I, be on yeah. a diet in a restaurant. I constantly have this argument with Adam and Ben and Nick where I'm just like, you guys, if we go to this restaurant that gives me a bunch of options to eat like shit, I'm going to eat like shit. But if we go to like Sweet Greens or like All Time where they just have delicious food that's healthy, I'll survive. I won't go get the chocolate chip cookie with the salt on it or whatever. Like They have that at All Time. I know, but they also have the <laughs> salmon salad right. that I can – or the good-ass salad. And I'm just like, those I can eat. You know, yeah. Sweet Greens has my favorite salad of all time. And I'll eat that every day. Number one, you never really know what the caloric value of anything is. I know it's printed on uh, menus, but like I even went into a blue bottle coffee and they said a cappuccino is f- 45 to 150 calories. And I said, I'll take the 45 calorie <laughs> cappuccino. And they were like, oh, <laughs> we don't know how to do that. No. And I and I said, like, well, that's what I want. You said there you have that. How do I get that? Like, that's what I'd like. And they didn't know. So I'm just saying, like, you know, a Whopper is 1,500 calories. I'm making this up. I have no idea how many calories are in a Whopper. It's probably nowhere near 1,500. If you it's get the- definitely not 1,500. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's got to be right. 3,000 calories in a Whopper. Whatever it bottom. is. Well, yeah. Whatever 1,500. It is. I'm going to Google it. Yeah. I love that the voice of God just poked in. That was fantastic. According to Google, 677, but that's probably with nothing on it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Is you want mayonnaise on it? That's got to be a nice hefty Dude, amount of calories. A, listen, it's a 1,500 calorie meal at the least. Just right. a burger, though. Not, not fries and a Coke. 
No. By the way, I want to keep this in just to show how little Kevin eats out at fast food because he thinks McDonald's makes Whoppers. <laughs> Not, listen, I haven't had fast food um, in... 20 years. There you go. Same. Now, yeah. except, there you go. Same, Max. Yeah. <laughs> same, Max. We'll admit, uh, I do have a slight weakness for is a McDonald's breakfast after a vicious hangover. A sausage egg McMuffin uh, is pretty wonderful. Yeah. Okay, so a Burger King Whopper value meal with cheese, medium fries, and a 32-ounce drink is 1,430 calories. <laughs> so that means 2,700. Yeah, I was going to say that's fast. way more. Yeah, by the way, that's a full day's calories for someone. That's like a whole day's food for someone on a diet, a small person, you know? I, I'm yeah. not, by the way, I, I know it's weird. I'm jumping in here. I love it. I, I would like to think that I am under 3,000 calories for the day, and I did an hour of cardio today on the treadmill. You are for sure because I'm around 3,000 calories, and I got to have 100 pounds on you. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what is for a normal person with a normal metabolism. 2,000 is the, 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 like the average. I mean, it, it really does depend on how active you are and the size of your body. But if you just do like a cross section of the average body weight, maybe not anymore because we're getting obese and obese people require more calories. But the, the cross section of like where they want your body to be in average sizes, the average is or should be the recommendation is 2000 calories. Like if you see on on nutritional panels where it says this is this percentage of your carbohydrates for the day, that's based on a 2000 calorie diet. Like you see the carbohydrates, it'll say like 32 grams of carbs and then you go over a little bit more, it'll say 12%. That's 12% of your daily allotment of carbohydrates based on a 2000 calorie diet. But metabolism-wise, for example, take our friend Damon, who yeah. your audience does not know. He, no. I, I'm just, like, doing a random sample. Damon is friends. an Adonis. He's in good shape, right? But yet I doubt he's eating egg whites. I feel like he eats whatever he wants. Yeah. So he's over 2,000 calories, but because of his metabolism, maybe his body is built for more. You, do you understand my question? I do, but it could. it's possible that naturally we have some people have regulators where they just— get to a certain point where their body doesn't need any more energy and they stop eating. Like if he has a sandwich that has like this 1700 calories or whatever it is, and he's eating it, it's possible that when he hits whatever level that his body goes, we don't need it anymore. And he doesn't finish it. I will always finish the sandwich. I will never leave a single fry alone. No man left behind. Damon, it's possible, Damon. I don't know. But yes, he could have a sped up metabolism. He could it could be genetic. I just don't see him dieting. No, I don't think he does. I think you're right. One thing I have learned um, since doing this with Ethan, right? It's like I hear you talk about this a lot and um, is goals. So you always preface something with it depends on what your goal is because everybody's asking you all the time, can I do this? Should I eat that? How did you do it? And it's what your goals are. And so just- It's a narrow question. Plan. Here's why. Okay. What is your goal? Okay. What is my goal overall in life? What is my goal physically in this moment? Can I recognize that day to day I have different goals that may be in conflict with this? Can I recognize that even on a slightly broader scale, I have different goals that might be in conflict with this? I, you know, I, I want to make money. I want to work. I recognize that 
the schedule of working isn't necessarily entirely conducive to the great schedule of being a podcaster and going to the gym every day kind of leisurely and spending a shitload of time prepping food, that's a lot easier to maintain the goal of like trying to get six viewable abs versus just four, which really makes me feel like a failure. Okay. Those two goals are in conflict. So I have to have like, I have to recognize that and go like, what's the most important thing and where on my list of priorities is this going to fall? Well, for me, weight loss is pretty damn important because I've had problems with it my entire life. So it, 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 when I finally confronted it, it became this kind of like crushing thing that I was going to fight no matter what. And I'm not saying I fought it perfectly for 18 years. I had some relapses for sure. I had weight gain for sure. But I got kind of wound up at weights and went, oh, my God, what am I doing? And got right back into it and lost the weight again. The last two years, I have been really good about not doing any kind of like super fatty diets, not trying to lose it all right away. It's been very slow and consistent. And I am eating in such a way that when I go to work, it's not totally horrendous. I don't automatically mess up. I went and did a movie in Louisiana for a couple of months and I was fine. I didn't gain weight. I had a few tricky days, but I got through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That took a long time to figure out. And I'm just saying like that the fact, the idea of preparedness, it's huge, dude. So if I'm saying like, if you're going to start Monday, you don't prep Sunday, start on Friday. Think about your week. Um, if you're going to run out of prepped food on Wednesday, start prepping for that on Monday. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when do you have to go to the store? How much food do you have to make? When are you going to, when do you have really long days? You're going to get home. You're not going to be like, feel like prepping food after that day's work. Like, think about that. Cause we can kind of plot a little bit ahead of, and then there are going to be days that come and, and you get thrown a total curve bar ball, ha have a plan for that. We tend to, you know, look, None of us were prepared, I don't think, for this total kind of chaos that is melting down America and the world, yeah. right? So even that, we got to quickly come up with a plan. What's your plan going to be for this? Now, it could be I'm just going to survive it. I'm not going to – nobody in my house is going to get sick. I'm not going to get sick. I'm not going to get anybody sick. Fine. That's fine. That's totally rational goal. But you could also have another goal of like, I'm going to take this to time to lay in a foundation of thinking about my life under a normal schedule. Obviously, normal is the typical one we were living in before for the, for the majority of time. Look at stuff like the weekend and are you willing to give up a few months or however long of going with your kid and your wife to the breakfast you know, I, don't, I, I would not suggest, and of course, I'm not absolutely right on this, but I would never suggest if you're just starting a diet and you have a routine of getting pancakes with your kid on Saturday morning, don't go. If you're going to try to go and not have the pancake, don't go. Do something else. Take your kid to a park. You know what I mean? Like there's active stuff you could do. Spend the time while your wife and your kid are getting pancakes to prep food for Monday or whatever it is. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Go do something active with your kid. I'm just saying, like, you got to think about that. And by the way, I don't think you have to lose weight. I'm not suggesting you have to lose weight. If you want to lose weight, you might need to take certain things into consideration about the times that seem to be messing you up, which is going and drinking with your friends and going with your foodie wife to eat a bunch of delicious stuff. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We've also done a lot of things to change our habits too. Like, you know, my wife's going to the gym now, like, you know, she was like, you got to go in the morning. When can I go? I was like, go after work. I'll take care of Sonny. Like, you go, you know, do your thing. Like, so she's eating a lot better. She gets to go to the gym every day. Like, I'm just thinking as we were talking, I was like, wait, like, there are things that we have definitely changed for the better. It's just, it's just those days that you mess up. But it's like, I just got to get back into that. I got to prep. The idea of doing it on a Friday sounds a lot better than doing it on a Monday, too. You know, that's a good... Well, if you're starting on Monday... Totally. Getting up five hours early to start prepping, that's rough. But I can also see why you do it on Friday, because you spent all of Friday night doing it. Why, Why throw all that hard work away? You already did it. Let's eat it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't prep my meals like that. I've never thought a week in advance, ever. Yeah. This yeah. is snacks for me. Right. Like I don't like I don't bring a lunch bag with me with a salad. I go to the salad store. 
<laughs> it's, it's gone right now. Yeah. I know the salad store is gone. You got to yeah. figure out your own yeah. salads. I also think like at a lot of these restaurants, you never really know what's in that food. 100%. And I'm not talking about viruses. I'm talking about calories. Like, right. I think it's an approximation at best. Like, you well, know. Well, it has to be. It has right? to be. I mean, like you can't, you go to the Cheesecake Factory, it'll tell you... Buffalo chicken strips, my favorite, are X amount of calories, but how could they possibly know? Exa- just everything is going to be different. So it's probably yeah. a rounded number or like yeah. a sample size or what happened. And I'll always, I'll always get extra sides of sauce, you know, ranch dressing or blue cheese or whatever it is. I'll also, crush too, those. I, I will say this though, those numbers are not lost on me when I'm ordering. Even though I know they might be wrong, just looking at the number makes me go, yikes, all right, well, maybe I shouldn't have that. Yeah, sweet greens, they have it there too. And I'm all, like, it's the salad I get, I think, is like 500 and something calories. But I always get extra chicken. I get some uh, goat cheese on. So I don't know what that ex- those extra calories are, but that also helps with me too. There was a minute there too where I was just doubling everything because it's just protein and veggies, but not taking into the account that i have to eat less calories yeah but i'm not even listen i'm not even suggesting that you uh, because we weren't even talking about counting calories the last time we were just talking about building responsibility for food my point on this more so than the calories because there's going to be a whole bunch of people that hear this and are like stop thinking about calories fine (laughs) the problem is you have sweet greens and one other place And you'll go and not pack your lunch, hoping you go to one of those two places, and your friends are not going to want to eat lunch at those two places always. They're going to eventually or quite typically pick somewhere else to eat, and then you're screwed. Then you order the the Philly cheesesteak sandwich. That's my point. My point is you're going to lose the fight to eat it only if— Look, if it's just you and you're eating on your own, fine. You pick those places. You know what to eat. I can eat the same thing every day. No problem. But you're like a social guy who's going to eat with your friends every day, hoping they pick one of two restaurants in a city with a thousand restaurants. That's become a problem. So I'm just saying cut that cut restaurants out for a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like regardless of calories, I would be looking at calories I'm not even suggesting you necessarily do that. I'm saying, like, fix your overall responsibility with food. Get a system laid down where you are in total control. You're not having weekend hiccups. You're not having these stumbles. And at that point, you'll probably already be deep into weight loss. But if you're not, then you can start to tweak it to eat a little bit less. That's, That's really why I'm saying, like, don't bother with restaurants right now. Don't go to the bar and hope to not drink if you're trying to be sober the week you're getting sober. Give it some time. You know what I mean? Consider like, are you willing to give up a few months of Saturdays? You got a kid. She's always going to be your kid. You're going to have lots of Saturdays with her. Lots of chance to go have pancakes. Do you want to get to a place first where you're more in control of what you're consuming before you're sitting there, you know, if you go every Saturday and just don't eat, it might it might be your second or third Saturday before you crumble and just eat the pancake. Right. You know, that's all. That's really more my 
my point of stay away from the restaurants for a minute. You know what I mean? Because we don't really know. And then it's easy to go like, I hope we go to Sweet Greens today. <laughs> and then you don't. You go to Boo's Chili Chili Cheesesteak Factory, <laughs> you know, in Hollywood. Sounds amazing. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's on Fountain. And, Fa- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you wind up there with your buddies, and they're getting animal fries and cheesesteaks, and you're like, can I have a salad? They don't make salads there. <laughs> and if they do, it's a fry salad. You know, it's yeah. closer to nachos. Mm-hmm. It's nothing green in it except cooked chilies. That's not healthy. Ethan, I have a drinking question. Let's hear it. Which is ironic that I'm asking a guy that hasn't had a drink in 20 years. So long. But obviously drinking, right? I mean, obviously, if you go out and you drink 12 beers, that's you're, you're covering your day's calories just in the beers alone, right? Yeah. If you're just vodka on the rocks with a splash, is so, I mean, are, are there skinny drinks? Because I don't drink, I haven't looked at it, but I would assume the majority of the calories, I think beer is pretty high in calories, and then you get a light beer that's lower in calories, but I think the majority of the calories come from the thing, whatever you mix the alcohol with. Right. So if it's as, like tequila, like vodka's got very low calories, tequila is probably low calories, and then if it's just on if you ice, put orange safe. juice in it or whatever, it's sugar, but if maybe a splash of soda, that's what, that's what I do. I do vodka with a splash of soda. But again... Maybe you take a minute from doing that because it is I I from my point of view, it was always easier to wind up doing drugs when I tell myself I'm just going to drink. I'm not going to do drugs. I'll just drink. I would always kind of wind up doing something that I said I wasn't going to do. Yeah. You know, and most people just immediately when you drink a lot and you are a little bit overweight and you stop drinking, like you immediately drop 20 pounds in a month if you're a real drinker. So that's a big part of it too. Yeah. You could have that. That could just be, I mean, you could try an experiment. I I don't necessarily recommend it. I think you should. Well, I don't really drink during the week at all. Okay. It's like I mostly go out if it's like somebody's birthday or we made up some, some situation that our wives give us okay to go out to. But other than that, it's like I don't drink. Yeah, I really don't drink. I mean, it was, in the past I did a lot, but like it's been a few years since I was drinking during the week. Yeah, so it's this like this is not an intervention. I take no moral. No, I position feel like you guys are intervening, and it's yeah. hurting my feelings. I take no and, moral pr- pr- position on alcohol at all. I, I don't care whether you do or not, but I think it's it sounds to me like it's having a negative impact on your physical goal sure based only on that i would just say can you take a break can you not drink for a few months and see what happens and you know change your habits of you know going to have pancakes on saturdays or going or you know tell your wife that rather than having something delicious you're going to take her for a walk in Huntington Garden. I don't know. These are ridiculous yeah. suggestions, but whatever you want to do that isn't it's, eating. Yeah. yeah. Listen, dude, I've my wife doesn't really give a shit about any of this. She likes tasty food. I've dragged her all over the place to eat shit, and she's almost always just like, I don't want to eat the roast duck. Don't they have anything normal? You know, <laughs> like that. But I'll go and tell her about how fantastic this 
duck in an alley in Beijing is or the beef heart cooked in Fergus Henderson's restaurant in London, you know, or how this guy Dario carves up a cow and she's got to taste this beef that's barely cooked, you know. She doesn't care. So it's it's kind of easy for me to say that. If that's your thing with your wife, you got to figure out something else to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that must be hard if your wife is a foodie. She's a chef, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's not easy. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it's just a conversation of us sitting down and kind of writing out the goals and then the steps to take to get there, which hasn't been done yet. Right. It really, I mean, we have goals in our head and what we tell our friends, like, but I have yet to, like, sit down and actually map this thing out. So I think that's the move legit mapping it out and going, here's what I need to do to do that. And then just fricking do it. Yeah. I mean, fricking do it. But like, if you, if you map it out, you'll have a much clearer picture of, of what it is you're doing so that when it gets to, I'm having people over for the UFC, you know, five steps prior to that, you're recognizing that you're deviating from your course. You know what I mean? And you want to stay the course or you don't, but you can make that decision from a, an informed place rather than just kind of going, oh, here we are watching the UFC. I've had a bunch of beers. Wouldn't it be nice if I ordered them a pizza? I always believe that there's some part of me that's whispering in my subconscious, your friends need pizza. But really, they want me to eat. You know, that little evil voice is expecting that I'm going to eat the pizza. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to stay away from giving that little voice any crack to get in to my subconscious, if that makes sense. No, yeah, and I I have something like that that's always, anytime someone couldn't finish their food, it was like, oh, you can handle this. And I always felt like I had this, like, responsibility to finish whatever that person didn't eat. And then just recently I was like, I don't need to do that. I don't need to eat your food to prove that I can eat out eat anybody. But I think that was also a mind fuck in my head of like, I need to somehow prove to people that I can eat anything whenever, forever, and it won't bother me or have any adverse effect on me. And it was like a epiphany kind of a thing where I was just like, oh, I don't need to do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to... To prove to anybody that I can eat, it's pretty evident. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like to remind myself that 25,000 people will starve to death today. 25,000 people starved to death yesterday. 25,000 people will starve to death tomorrow. Nine million people will starve to death this year in the world. So we we have a very unique set of problems where we just have too much to eat. The fact that we have to put so much effort into figuring out how we navigate our food is a really wild set of circumstances that I don't think anyone could have predicted. That we're all fat as kings is a real, we should all be patting ourselves on the back. Every overweight person should consider themselves a king. You know what I mean? Basically, that's what we're dealing with. I agree. Wow. Yeah. So... (laughs) When I think in those terms and I go like, this is a very unique set of problems, I'm going to be extra vigilant in sticking to this goal that I have, especially because I have the power to overeat 
when so many people are literally starving to death. I know the idea of wasting food is terrible and you see a plate of food that some skinny person ordered and then they took two bites and they didn't finish it and you feel like that's wasteful. You don't have to be responsible for their their uh inability their waste yeah that's not your responsibility you know take whatever portion of food you normally eat and do a donation to unicef or one of these companies that are you know trying to end world hunger and feel better about yourself that way but it doesn't you know yeah that that recognize that this this problem that you have is literally the opposite of of what a lot of the world is dealing with. And, you know, that also somehow that just that idea keeps me going a little bit when I can go like, I, uh, I'm making the choice not to eat. And there's a guy out there who's starving to death. That, that makes me feel terrible. Yeah. And it also makes me, want to be more true to my goal of like not eating unnecessarily. I don't know. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's just, uh, you know, I'm just sick and tired of me saying I'm going to do it. I just, and you know, but I'm there. I'm getting there. I'm definitely better than I was from the first time. Listen, I hadn't, you know? I hadn't seen you. I hadn't seen you in a while. And somebody shared a picture and I thought you looked a lot smaller. Oh, I feel I've lost inches in my belly. I feel a lot better. I can lift more. I can move better. I'm, you know, I'm I'm going five days a week. Yeah, it's just this diet, this the diet part that I'm just like, I'm gonna fuck its ass up, but it's just gonna take a little bit longer. Yeah, you know? I think I think exercise is really really good. Yeah, but as far as weight loss is concerned. It is almost entirely diet. Yeah. I mean, if you could go do cardio all day long, you might have some big effect on weight loss. And I'm not saying not to exercise. You should still exercise. But, like, if you want to lose weight, it's going to mostly come from how you eat. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Start early, plan, you know, recognize these things that typically trip you up, kick them in the nuts. I have a program right now, since currently all gyms are shut down in Los Angeles, which is literally designed to maintain muscle mass without heavy weights. Normally in the gym, I'm not ever going to failure or fatigue, like total muscle fatigue, I'm because, because you want to be able to work out again. However, with body weight stuff like push-ups, squats, where you're not loading with a bunch of extra weight you can go to fatigue almost daily and still get your workouts in so right now i'm messing around with that i'm gonna you know we'll see how that works it's kind of an experiment to make sure i don't lose muscle mass while i can't go to the gym and and i have some weights but they're not they're nothing like i have at the gym at my house i'm saying so any what you're doing is to maintain it until you can get to the heavy to the heavy stuff so you don't lose your muscle mass it just keeps it where it is until yeah. you can get to the heavy stuff yeah but i'm also on a maintenance program right now anyway so i got to like within seven pounds of where we've calculated my body fat percentage needs to be just to reveal my bottom two abs i'm i'm really really close to that in order to drop down again i'm doing two months 
of maintaining my body weight where it is so that, you know, because dieting is stressful on your body. It stresses out your hormones. Your body doesn't like dieting. And I had been dieting for a long time. So basically, I chill out for two months. By the way, it's basically the same ratios of food, just slightly more. So I won't gain weight, but I also won't lose weight. I still have to lift weights because I don't want to lose muscle mass. And then after my two months of maintenance, then I cut again and I'll drop right down kind of quickly in five, six weeks to where I want to be. Take one picture covered in baby oil, top light, heavy, no shirt on. <laughs> Knock Road will set up all the lights. They'll be like blue and pink. It'll be real steamy. We want to get some steam coming off and mm -hmm. just glistening. We'll get you walking oh, yeah. down Robertson shirtless. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So I take that one picture, prove that I have every ab available, visible. Literally, I get to the abs, and then my next goal after that that I've said is building muscle, which happens so much slower than losing fat. Like, it's unbelievable how that goal is going to be wild. Putting on five pounds of muscle could take a year, so... Yeah. That's the next goal. That's I'm 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 telling I'm giving you guys a peek behind the curtain Ooh. of uh you know a year from now is 5 extra pounds of muscle. So we're going to do another 3 month check-in. Yes, and this time I'll have a lot better. Listen. No, no, no. By the way, I, this, I don't think good. No, no. I don't think you have to feel any pressure at all for this. I think it's interesting to check in with somebody who's going through it right now. And and whether you've had setbacks or you've made a bunch of progress, it's super interesting. Yeah. You know, I'm fighting my way towards the tail end. I'm literally fighting over five or six pounds, right? That's not like my journey isn't super interesting even to myself. It's very slow and mundane these last few pounds. Yeah. Who cares? You're like... At the beginning, basically. I want to ask a question before we wrap up with Max. And maybe it might have to do with myself. Maybe not. But, okay, we're talking about, you know, three months or, okay, if he decides that he doesn't want to go to a restaurant for a certain amount of time because it's tempting or your example of sober person not going to a bar. Like, is there a time period that you have seen maybe to be successful? Like, I don't know, they say a certain amount of time for a habit to form. That's not really my question, but just like, what is the, is that different for every person? Is it three months to just go, I'm not going to the restaurant on yeah, Sunday I to have pancakes? Like, what is the time that's what you need to like lock into that habit? I have no idea. I have no idea. I just think it's a point of when you realize that this is working and you go, like how I started going to the gym. Once I realized that this was working and I was feeling better, I haven't stopped going. I think I need to get that point in my diet where I go, okay, this is going to suck, and I just need to do it. And then, and then, and then eventually I'll be like, okay, it's working. Okay, I don't want to fuck this up. But I don't think I've ever gone past the time enough to because I've like lost like forty pounds, gained back twenty, you know, lost fifteen, gained back ten, and like you know. Yeah, I think it's with monumental accomplishments. So yeah. like. He's accomplished whatever he's accomplished at the gym. I don't think you're going to get derailed very easily from going to the gym. You miss a day, you're going to still go later in the week or you're yeah. gonna, and you're going to miss it. You're going to recognize that you miss That's it. That's totally what happens. Versus a week of dieting, I don't know that you get anywhere enough where you're suddenly 
so you, you've had such successes on the diet that they're like bulletproof to a pancake not being worth whatever you accomplished that week. Yeah. They should be, you know, because it's it's a lot more work to diet all week than it is to eat one pancake. Like, I don't think that's a fair trade-off. You might not recognize all of the ancillary things that come with eating a pancake mentally after one week. After a couple of months and having lost a bunch of weight, you might be safer in showing up and watching people eat a pancake. I, I don't know exactly. I don't think there is a definitive set of time. I know I just for think me. So you're comfortable and you go, like, I'm, I'm cool. I'm Why happier do do doing yeah. what I'm doing because it's working and I've, yeah. I've gotten a chunk of it done and I feel like there's some foundation there to rest upon versus I've been doing this for a week. Let me just continue my normal routine that has been screwing me up and pretend like it's not. That's not smart. I get no. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Max. We look forward to you coming back in here again to tell us how your journey is going. All right. I do, too. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Vince. There are so many people that want to have – they want to be smaller. They want to lose weight. They don't like how they look or feel or whatever the reasoning. But there is sometimes, you know, you can call it willpower. You can call it – I don't know, you know – how do you make that, or how did you maybe, how do you make that switch in your mind from feeling like, okay, I'm making that decision. I'm going to resist the things that are going to veer me off of my goal, right? Like, I want to be thinner. I want to lose 15 pounds. I know I'll be happier. But then you, some people feel very torn or pulled toward the thing that, toward eating badly and not sticking to the diet, you know, just to be simple. It's like, like, how do you turn that switch in your mind to go, okay, this is the time and I'm not going to mess around now and but I'm like going to do it. I get it. And I, I hear what you're saying. Everything you just said, I'm thinking maybe there is the person who just white knuckles their way through it that that doesn't change their life at all, lives exactly the same life and just like cripplingly uses this kind of uh, self-determination and to, to like get through it. That sounds horrible to me. Mm. That sounds like a lot of stress. I have done is only restructure my life entirely to avoid as much as possible situations where I'm going to want to eat the way I had been. I don't watch as much television, not even close because that was super tied into food for me as a kid. I would sit and watch TV and eat. So I, I have to recognize where are the places that, you know, because I've done this so many times, where are the places that I've derailed? And you got to recognize, like, if, if I'm going to try to be sober from alcohol, but I'm going to go back to the bar every night and just drink club soda, I drink club soda when I'm at a bar now, but I'm almost never at a bar now. And if for some reason I have to be at a bar because it's like my best friend's birthday or some something like that, then I'm probably not going to stay very long because I don't need to be around alcohol like that. You know, if your weakness is cheese, you probably shouldn't go visit the Tillamook factory in your first week of dieting and giving up cheese. It's like that kind of thing. Yeah, You always have popcorn at the movies and going to the movies is going to suck if you don't have popcorn. Take a break from the movies for a while. Mm -hmm. 
you got to look at all of that and really restructure your life to avoid these things. I don't know what it is for everyone, but I do know for me that I had to restructure a bunch of stuff rather than trying to rely on a vitamin or a pill or something like that. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you.